Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Davis steps under center. Gibson and McClendon behind it. Davis with motion by Richard. Will get the ball to McClendon. He leaps. Oh, he doesn't get in. He fumbled the football. Carolina holds. The game is over. And Carolina has won the game. Finley to throw. Over the middle. Intercepted. Wolfuck again. Wolfuck the other way. At the 30, the 40, Wolfuck to midfield. Miles Wolfuck with the pick. The heels on the doorstep of an enormous victory. Left side of the line. Hood standing to Williams is right. Williams going to throw. One-on-one. Davis has it. Touchdown. Carolina wins. Carolina is the Coastal Division champion. Bernard fields it at the 26. Heading to the far side. Gio at the 35. Gio, he's at the 50. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Gio, he's going to take it for a touchdown. Are you kidding me? Connor Barth for the possible win. Snap, spot, kick away, high enough, long enough. It's good! It's good! Carolina has won the game on a 42-yard field goal by freshman Hunter Burr. Good gosh, dirty. This is the Heel Tough Blog Podcast. Hey guys, and welcome in to another edition of the Heel Tough Blog Podcast. It's Anthony Pegnata back with you guys as always, and we continue our quarantine interview series. Uh, we throw it back a little bit further. We've been kind of focusing on a lot of the newer guys here, some of the guys that just graduated most recently, but now we go back a little further and bring on a guy that I know you guys will love, a lot of our uh, our, our older Tar Heel fans will love, the former quarterback for the Tar Heels, Chris Kildorf, and how uh, How's it going, man? Uh, I know, um, you know, this is uh, definitely a difficult time that everybody's going through throughout the country. But uh, are you staying safe out there in California with your family? How are you guys managing through uh, this just weird time that we're going through in 2020? Yeah, no, we're we're doing great. It's uh, learning the art of homeschooling. Three boys managing your your own workload, but uh, <laughs> it's just a constant learning curve. But uh, but fortunate, uh, we're all happy healthy and safe and that's uh, what's most important so all tracking really well well, that's great to hear. That's great to hear. And uh, let, let's, uh, you know, look back at your career. And, and the first thing that I want to know, you know, how did a guy from Manhattan Beach, California, originally, you went to uh, Palomar Junior College. How did you end up at, at North Carolina through all of that? I know. It still seems to be a, a crazy, crazy engagement. It, it uh, you know, I know uh, 
no idea that schools from the East Coast would ever recruit junior college guys from the West Coast, and I have every intention of, of staying local um, right after my Palomar days. And I get a I get a call from Coach Mac Brown um, one afternoon, and uh, had seen some tape. They were actually looking for uh, basically a two year fix at quarterback. Mm-hmm. First time I think they ever recruited a junior college prospect. Uh, North Carolina at the time, and um, they made an in-home visit a week later, uh, and then I went out to Chapel Hill on a visit, and uh, loved it so much, fell in love with the coaching staff, and made some immediate friends, and and based on the other offers that I had, it wasn't even close, and I think literally like two weeks later, it was January, the first or second week of January, I'm, I'm on campus uh, in you know in the, in the classroom. It happened really that fast. Mm-hmm. So really quickly, never imagined, you know, living in Manhattan Beach, California, and then ending up in Chapel Hill. But uh, it did, and uh, worked out pretty well. Well, I know that a lot of the guys that we've heard from recently, just some of the guys that have joined the program, and even some of the guys that you played with, said that Mac Brown's recruiting touch is just different than a lot of the other schools. Did you kind of feel that even back in the '90s with Coach Brown that he was just more of the the, the guy that kind of understood you guys a little bit more and, and could really connect with you on a different level? It's it's actually uncomparable. Uh, there's an energy um, that's very unique and authentic. Um, and you see that uh, in, the, in the very moment you, you meet him, um, and the story he brings, and and it's not it's not just a story without you know the depth. Uh, once you arrive, it, it is what it is. It is what he told you, and it's a, one of the most magical places to play. And the environment, Chapel Hill the Stadium, the lights, mm-hmm. uh, the school, the friends. I mean, it's it's every bit of the story that he shared, and um, and I'm not shocked at all. Uh, of his, you know, year back, his first year back of success they've had, the energy, um, just watching the game from the West Coast, you can see the sideline, the passion, the discipline, uh, even on the, you know, the, the social media channels and everything they're doing there, the energy is, is off the charts and, and not shocked at all, not surprised, and uh, actually looking for even greater success this year. So he's doing everything that I thought he would, um, just based on who he is and, and the energy he brings. Well, speaking of not being surprised, you said that you didn't really get why they were recruiting a guy from the junior college ranks out on the West Coast. Well, we found out pretty quickly when you arrived to Carolina because your first game was a 45 nothing shutout of Clemson. Um, and then I think the one that was really the big statement was when you guys went up to Syracuse and came away with a 27-10 to road win over Donovan McNabb and the number nine orange. Do you feel like that was the game that kind of set the tone, not only for that year, but for the year after as well? Uh, absolutely. Um, you know, coming from the West Coast, I, I wasn't used to Clemson and Florida State. I, I, I've always talked UCLA, USC, Cal, mm-hmm. Stanford. Um, that's what I grew up with. So it wasn't until the second or third game, I'm like, wow, we, we are really good. We, we essentially have the number one defense in the country. Offense mm-hmm. just has to kind of do X to win the game. And uh, beating Clemson by that much, second, third, fourth game, it, it really showed that, wow, we are good, we're talented, disciplined. I, I think we had an older group of guys that helped, a very mature group. Um, but again, the def- having the number one defense in the country, always putting the offense in, you know, most of the time in a great situation, always helped. But it was, I remember it was after that Syracuse game where um, put us on the map, put us, I believe, in the top 25. Mm-hmm. Um 
Yeah, I do remember that uh, now in detail. But yeah, second, third game, we knew we had a, a pretty good team. Well, that two, that 1996 season was just amazing for you. You threw for 2,347 yards, 23 touchdowns, and just five interceptions to earn first-team All-ACC honors. You know, how surreal was that for you to go from being a guy that was just at the junior college level to being a first-team All-Conference player in your first year in the ACC? Couldn't believe it. Didn't, didn't resonate immediately. You know, honestly, the, the really honest approach to all this is I was just happy to be in North Carolina. I was mm-hmm. happy to have an opportunity to, to, to get my degree from North Carolina, mm-hmm. hopefully play some football, have success, have fun. And yeah, no, like, I no, I never could have trumped the way that it had gone. Um, and then making first team, and along with you know, a handful of other teammates, uh, it, it just was, it, it really, even today, blows blows my mind that that even, that even happened. But again, it's a cumulative effect. It's playing with great guys, great teammates, great coaching staff, a system, being surrounded by great fans. You just can't do it alone. But uh, that 96 season, yeah, you'll never forget it. It's one of the greatest experiences of, of my life. So... Well, yeah, no, I, I think you're right about that. I mean, just that that stretch alone was fantastic. But one one of the things that I think you know you, you would definitely uh, talk about and, and and really say on on behalf of that team was you had some great receivers that were with you, including Octavius Barnes, as well as uh, as Nah Brown. You know, those guys. You know, I remember talking when when he was still in high school to current Tarheel quarterback Sam Howell. You know, how big are, are those, or is it to have guys like that? that are extremely talented at wide receiver as a quarterback, how much does that help you? Oh, it, it not only helps having talented receivers, but the difference maker is having your talent, talented receivers who know their role. Mm-hmm. So Octavius Barnes, Nate Brown, LCC, uh, Stevens, uh, Jason Peters, like they all knew their role in, in the offense. And when you know your role, you can really grasp on that role and do it, do it really well at a very deep level. And that was a really, really cool thing about, especially those receivers, is they they did they, they managed their craft, they knew their role, especially in the offense, and that's how you can have success. And they all played, you know, they put egos aside, they all played so well together, and they were friends not only on the field but off the field. Uh, they respected each other, which is also a key element. But again, knowing your role and how to do it at a very deep level is, is one of the keys to success, and they did that very well. Well, I mean, the other thing is you guys had some really good running games as well during that time. I think Jonathan Linton is a guy that just doesn't get as much respect as he probably should, um, as well as uh, you also got to play um, your first year on campus with the Leon Johnson. You know, what was that experience like playing with guys like that, especially a guy in Leon Johnson who I just don't think gets quite the respect that he should uh, as a great Tar Heel player? Probably the greatest athlete I've ever played with Leon Johnson. I've I've never seen a guy it felt like he could play any position on the field at any given time. Could catch his former quarterback in high school. Could throw, could run, uh, special teams. Uh, probably the best hands on the team. Um, you know, your third down, third five situations. He, he was he was a go to kind of guy. Fast, nimble, and really really smart. Um, and again, his nickname was the natural and essentially could do anything at any given moment, depending on the situation. And I've, even to this day, I've never, he's just so, such an exceptional athlete and uh, a great guy. And John Linton, awesome, smart, more of a, more of that bigger, bigger body, mm-hmm. power runner, great hands. 
Uh, look, they're obviously different running backs, right. but, but equally valuable, equally productive. Um, so I got lucky in that sense where you had that guy in that backfield. It makes your job a, a lot easier. Well, all of you guys combined to, at one time in 1997, get as high as fourth in the country and were one of the teams that many people thought were, were in the running for a national championship. When did that kind of hit you guys as, as maybe a locker room or even just you personally that this team actually has a chance to make a run at, at a national title, something that is just, you know, as of right now, what most people are saying is unheard of at Carolina, but for you guys was something that's seemed accomplishable right no, I, it was that senior year that judgment day game where i don't think we topped eighty thousand fans i don't know the exact number but that that game or, or a week before that game it it was guys we're we're potentially playing for a national title we we beat florida state which we didn't unfortunately but right we're we're, we're in um and even after that loss it was only a loss of the season we still had a chance mm-hmm. we still had a chance we won out the rest i think we had Three, two, two more games after that, but we still had a chance, and it just came down to uh, the selection committee at the time. So even though we lost the game, we still had a chance. If we would have won, we would have been playing for a national title. So awesome experience, but it was that game. I think we knew, like, wow, this is this is bigger than just the ACC championship. We're we're potentially playing for the national title on that on that one day we played Florida State for Judgment Day. So big game, unfortunate outcome, but. One half of an experience. Yeah, just an amazing season. Uh, at the time, was just the second time that uh, the program had won eleven games. So, just a phenomenal season overall. And in that season, for you, it was maybe a little bit different than some of the other guys on the team because you and Oscar Davenport uh, did split time uh, to to help the team win eleven games. What was that relationship like between you guys? Because you were having to kind of switch in and out and and, and stuff like that. I, I imagine that it, it was definitely competitive but at the same time uh, definitely a good close relationship uh, 100% awesome guy one of the greatest guys uh, one of the nicest guys I know always respectful always kind whether I was playing or he was playing and rooting for each other mm-hmm. and guys we're talking about a very talented quarterback here you could start at any any division one program in the country right um, had the arm had the intellect, had the speed, decision making. I mean, he had it all there. Unfortunately, he had some some injuries like I did, so it can mm-hmm. obviously cause a disruption in your career. But man, one of the uh, most talented quarterbacks in, in the country at that point. But the, the really, really cool thing about all of that, it it, it, it could have gone bad, but it didn't. It was actually turned out really well. We won 11 games. Mm-hmm. We, we played uh, very well together, practiced well together. We are in our meetings, had a great time. Um, so I have nothing negative at all about that experience. I, I, uh, I think it's what it's a rarity for that situation to turn out the way it did. Through all of the success on campus, is there one memory that sticks out to you, maybe in particular, about your years at Carolina? Yeah, I think the last game my senior against Duke. Um, you know, I had gotten hurt the year before at Duke, and then my senior they they came. They came to our place, my last game, and it, it really capped off uh, just a, a journey of, man, I got here, I got my degree, um, you know, we, we won our last game, headed to the Gator Bowl, my last game in, in Keenan Stadium, and um, but just sort of that game, I can still remember just literally staying on the field for about an hour, and just reflecting on the journey and everything that I've learned, 
the friendships I've made, the, the, all the football accomplishments we were able to do together as a team. Um, I even I, I know where I was standing. I know what I was thinking. I know exactly where in the stadium I was. I think that was probably one of the most memorable moments. Even though you know it was it was, it was Duke. It, it, you know we, we we did win, but again that was one of probably my most memorable games because it just it was a culmination of the entire journey. Well, look, once you, you know, your career ended, uh, you never really removed yourself from the sports world because you worked for ESPN, and now you actually work for a company called uh, Fusionetics. Um, you know, wh- what is Fusionetics, and what is your role with the company, just to kind of help people understand where you're at? Sure. Yeah, Fusionetics is a performance health um, system where we, uh, we have technology that analyzes human movement. So with very simple tools, digital tools, we can look at at various parts of your body and figure out if you're moving well or not and then give you a program to fix it so um very very popular tool within the sports channel i manage the genetic sports channel we have close to over a thousand teams at the pro and college level utilizing our system and so based on all the injuries i have this is truly an injury prevention tool performance tool and a recovery tool so really giving the, the athletes the best chance from a uh, physical performance perspective, keeping them healthy, allowing them to perform at a high level on the field, and then obviously the offering them the right recovery tools to do it again every day. So I love it. I've, I've, I've had the injury, so I know what that's like trying to come back. So I'm very close to it, very passionate about it, being able to get back to sports community, what it's you know, given to me with, with great technology, great relationships, um, and now we've, I think we've just, we just, I guess, surpassed a thousand teams using uh, the system. Wow, that is fantastic and, and awesome to hear. Uh, hey, Chris, this this was awesome, man. And uh, let me just say, um, look, I mean, they, when, when we talk about the best quarterbacks in program history, everybody wants to talk about the new wave of guys that have been through. And there have been some really great guys, including the guy we have there now and Sam Howell. But um, you're a guy that definitely isn't going to get forgotten about when we talk about the quarterbacks in, in, the, in program history. Because just looking back at your year, especially in 1990s, was fantastic. Uh, you were one of those guys that when I was going through and, and making my list of quarterbacks last year when I did the tier rankings, you know, just reading more about you, I was like, wow, this guy was really well ahead of his time. And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate that career that, that uh, your career was kind of hindered a little bit by the injuries, but uh, just know that at least in my mind, and I think in a lot of the other listeners' minds, you're definitely regarded as one of the best quarterbacks in program history, my man. Oh, awesome to hear. Had a ton of fun. Uh, some some luck involved. Uh, loved the journey. So appreciative of it. Love to keep talking about it. Uh, hopefully, it brings a smile to a lot of people's faces. But man, what a ride! And, you know, I wish all the success and uh, for this year's coming team. Sam Howe is an awesome quarterback. You can see it has all the tangibles. Uh, so I wish him nothing but the best this fall. All right, man. Hey, thank you so much for joining us. This was fantastic. Um, and uh, make sure that you stay safe out there. I know that uh, right now everything that's going on is just crazy. And out there in California, uh, there's especially been a lot of cases. So make sure you stay safe. And uh, hopefully we can talk to you down the line again sometime. All right, buddy? Absolutely. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And stay safe as well. All righty. Right, take care.
All right, Chris Kildorf, the former Tar Heel quarterback, stopping by with us. That was fantastic. Uh, and, yeah, definitely uh, we, we're, we're trying to get some of these guys that played uh, back in, in the 90s and the 80s. We're not just trying to get on the guys that just played recently, but, uh, you know, I do have some connections with a lot of those guys. But it's awesome to be able to talk to some of these other guys that can tell us some of these stories about the other great times at Carolina and as well as what it was like to play under Mac Brown, and that was just fantastic. Hope you guys really enjoyed that. Um, and we've got some other great guys coming up. We've got some guys that we've already interviewed that you're going to go want want to go back and listen to. Make sure you go back and check out all of the former guys that have been on, from guys like Antonio Williams to Deontay Williams, uh, who was on the 2010 team uh, that was expected to be uh, a national contender, maybe up there near those teams that we just talked about uh, with Chris. But uh, man. Uh, it's it's just been great talking to a lot of these former guys during this time where you know we're we're going through a lot of hardship and we are hoping that uh, maybe this is this is helping you guys get through that by being able to listen to some of these former guys come on and just chat with us and we're also hoping not only that it's helping you guys but that it's helping the guys that have come on. I know you know some of those guys will probably go back and listen to this and if you are, I really appreciate it because uh, you know I I know that at this time you know it's it's hard out there. Um, we're just looking to you know have people come on, have conversations, just talk and and hang out for a few minutes and and, and just take your mind off everything that's going on right now in this crazy world. So uh, make sure that you guys uh, head over, check out all those uh, other editions of the podcast. You can do that. Uh, Make sure if you do that, you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Let me tell you, the rate, review stuff really is just to try to help other people find it. And how that happens is if you rate and review the podcast, the more ratings and reviews it gets, the higher it appears when people People search for North Carolina Tar Heels podcast, stuff like that. So we'd really appreciate that so that not only can you guys listen to it, but other people in the Tar Heel community can go ahead and find the podcast and join along with us. And then the subscribe, well, that's for you guys to make sure that you subscribe and don't miss an episode because guess what? Even though we just talked to Chris Kildorf, that's not the end. We've got plenty of other guys that are coming on as well. So make sure that you are subscribed so you don't miss any of that and so you can find it in your stream, so when you go on to whatever app you listen to your podcast in, you can find the Roy's Boy, uh, don't excuse me, the Heel Tough Blog Podcast. Um, whenever you end up logging into uh, your account where you listen to your podcast, of course, you can do that with the Roy's Boys Podcast as well. That's also on the website. Uh, there's a tab at the top for the Heel Tough Blog Podcast, a tab at the top for the Roy's Boys Podcast, and then we've got you covered with all of the news going on. Now, since we are recording these. Uh, well ahead of time. We're going to make sure that we kind of leave this a little bit general, but um, in terms of football, we've been covering everything in the offseason from recruiting, any team news, uh, any news as to whether or not the season will be played, so make sure you go online and check that out. Also, uh, we've got some great stuff for the basketball team. We've been reviewing a lot of the players from a year ago, kind of doing individual reports on the guys from the 2019-20 season, so make sure you go back and check that out. We've got you covered with all the NBA draft stuff as well. Um, And then uh, we'll have you covered whenever the Tar Heels hit the basketball court again in 2020-21 if they do that. Uh, Same thing with the baseball team. We covered them a little bit during the 2020 season, but unfortunately, since that got cut short, we had to stop the coverage. But uh, we'll be back in 2021. We are still looking for someone that can kind of do that full-time. 
because, you know, look, football and, and basketball, they're pretty much full-time jobs having to keep up with the teams as well as work our current full-time jobs that we work. So we are looking for somebody that can help us with the baseball team. If you are interested, make sure that you hit me up on Twitter at HTBAnthony. My DMs are open, so make sure you guys send me a message in there if you're interested. Or you can go ahead and email me, anthony.pegnata at yahoo.com is the email. Uh, that's the ways you can contact me if you're interested. Um, literally, all you got to do is, is pretty much show interest and you'll be on uh, with us and we can get you rolling and uh, you can start covering the baseball team in depth. So I uh, want to thank Chris Kildor for stopping by with us. That was a fantastic talk. We got, as I mentioned, so many other guys coming up that you guys can listen to. So make sure uh, that you're keeping uh, tuned in to the Heel Tough Blog podcast channel. Um, and uh, of course, we want to thank you guys for listening. And as always, Go Tar Heels!